This is outside, this is outside, and without gain. Good. Good evening. We charge for that now. At the end of today's Sedra, in Parshas Va'era, we read and learn about the Makas Borod. Correct? Borod, which is hail. Literally translated as hail. What does Hashem say? Yeah, it will be hail, fire blazing inside the hail, Stutzach. And there were coilers, he could then coilers also. Hashem doesn't, Moses stretched out a staff toward the heaven. Hashem sent thunder and hail, and fire went earthward. Just imagine, you can just imagine. Okay. All righty. Makpari gets all carried away. And he says to Moshe, please, you know, please, can you get it off my back? And Moshe Rabbeinu says to him, and that's what we're going to treat tonight. Page, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have a stone edition. But in chapter 9, verse 29. No, you can gladly take it. I just like this. But unfortunately, there aren't enough of them. Yeah, okay, page 338. Okay, wonderful. <coughs> so, by Yemerol of Moshe, I'm going to read it in the, the way it's translated in this art scroll edition. Moshe said to him, when I leave the city... I shall spread out my hands to Hashem. The thunder will cease and the hail will no longer be so that you shall know that the earth is Hashem's. And so was, in Posek 33, Lamed Gimel, says the Posek, Moshe went out from Paroi, from the city, from Paroi, from the city, and he stretched out his hands to Hashem. The thunder and the hail ceased and rain did not come down the earth. Beautiful. Rashi says, I believe all of you have the Rashi. On the Posuk, it says the Posuk, that's verse 29. Uh, Posuk 29. When I leave the city, Moshe Rabbeinu says, I will spread out my hands to Hashem and pray to Hashem that it should cease. So the Rashi says as follows, I will read it in the Art Scroll edition. When I leave the city, the phrase of Seir means, Mino ir from the city, says Rashi. Says Rashi, Avil ir lo but he did not pray inside the city. Because it was full of idols. The city of Mitzrayim was full of idols. Therefore he says, when I'll go out of the city, into the fields or whatever, out of the city, then I will pray. Straightforward. Bald. 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 According to most opinions, that's correct. Uh, now, there's an obvious question which is raised by all the Mephorshim. And that is, in the whole Sedra, throughout the Sedra, we find many Makas which occurred. The Dom, Svardeya, Kinim, Oroiv, Dever, Shechin. Yeah? Correct? Six Makas before the Maka of Borod. By two of those Makas, two of them only, for whatever reason, I haven't had didn't investigate it, why? But so is, by two of the Makas, and that is, by the Makas Tzvardeya, and by the Makas Oroiv, during, when the Makas came about, to Paroi, Paroi begs Moshe Rabbeinu, please pray, and get rid of it. After the Tzvardeya, and after the Oroiv. Take a look at the Posuk, please, be so kind, and let's turn back, in Parshas Va'era, after the Tzvardeya, Be 
be so kind and you will see. So that is... Mm. Pari calls to Moshe and Aaron, that's chapter 8, verse 4. Periches, posuk dalet. Vayikra pari lemecho l'arav ayemah. And to have the Tzvardim be removed from me, or my army from my people, Alrighty. Says Moshe Rabbeinu Yes. whatever. Okay, the outcome is he says, Tomorrow I'll pray. And it says in verse 8, And Moshe prays, cries out to Hashem about the Tzvardim. And Hashem fulfills, in Pasuk Tess it says, Hashem fulfills his prayers and he removes the Tzvardim, right? They die. It says there, clearly, obviously, to just leave this, the presence of Paray. doesn't say that they're leaving the city. Number one. Let's go to Makas Oroiv. That's the second time it's mentioned where Paray requested him to please pray on his behalf, to get rid of it. Okay, excuse me. I think you've been here long enough, and you always say simple things, and you say the right things, but I, I'm sure you know, don't get me wrong. And I'm not here to prove myself that I know. I'm just presenting, and I think I'm, I'm, we have to do justice, and we have derech heretz, with the rishoinim and achroinim. Plain simple, so slichach, betach. Okay? You know I respect you all, and everybody, and if time allows, and if the government wasn't here, it wouldn't be a problem. I don't know if I'm going to go. You remember what happened last time, so no choice. Chavov, yeah? Chavov, nay, yeah. So before it says that Moshe is requested of Paroi to please pray on his behalf, and it takes says so in Pesach Chavov, like you say. Paroi leaves, Moshe leaves the, pre that's chapter 8, right? Moshe leaves the, pres the presence of, out of the presence of Yetro, Hashem, he prays to Hashem. And Hashem fulfills his requests in Pesach 26, 7, Chavzayin. Finished. So this is an obvious question. Again, right? As we see it obviously in the Psukim, in all the, the first two places it says that he just leaves Paroi's presence, right? He prays out away from Paroi, but he still remains in the city seemingly. And here it's obvious that it's Kitsaitsim in Oir. Pardon? It's in the city. The palace is in the city. So he's just leaving the palace and he's in the city and he's still praying in the shrine. And here he leaves the city. So why is the Makkah of Borod different than the Makkah of Tzvardeya and the Makkah of Oroiv? If you cannot pray, as Rashi says, as Mo Rashi explains Moshe's act of having to leave the city because Moshe wouldn't pray in a city where there are idols. Therefore, that contradicts and interferes with his prayers. Therefore, he has to leave the city and pray. So if so, the same applied by the other Makkahs. Nevertheless, we don't seem to see that he leaves the city. And this Rashi is, by the way, also repeated in Parsha's boy. We'll take a look in Parsha's boy. It says, tells and teaches Moshe Rabbeinu the dinim of Kiddush HaChoydesh. In Parsha's boy, be so kind, and you can see it. It's a Mephurish Rashi there too. 
Parsha Yud Beis Posuk Aleph Rashi says the same identical thing. It says, It says, Hashem speaks to Moshe and Aaron, Be'eretz Mitzrayim in the land of Egypt. It says, Rashi in the land of Egypt, but Chutzli Krach, He spoke to him out of the Krach. What does out of the Krach mean? Out of Egypt. Outside the city. It says, Rashi, you must say it's outside the city. It says, Rashi, Oh, did this rather take place within this city? It says, Rashi, Talmud Loimar, Kitsesi esoir v'gomer. That's why the Torah teaches us in our parsha. Kitsesi esoir. When I will leave the city, I will pray. Says Rashi. Now, if Moses would not pray a mind, a prayer inside the city, right? Because of the idols, so all the more so significant speech delivered within the city, yeah, uh, yeah, could not be delivered within the city. Therefore, this significant speech, the halachas, which I call Baruch teach Moshe Biyaris, says Rashi, we must say, even though the Torah doesn't say so, it had to be out of the city, outside the city. Okay, ended. I'll call upon him, it's obvious. Now, this is what Rashi says, is, all, is recorded. His source for Rashi is in the Mechilte, right, which is the halachic midrash on Parshas, on Chumash Shmois, and it's also found in Shmois Rabbah. Okay, no one seems to argue on it. Okay. Now, there is an obvious... Uh, anal- reason given by the Meforshe Rashi why, and we need to explain Rashi basically, it's, besides that it's obvious problem in the Chumash, but it depends, we'll soon see that many, many Meforshim will explain the Chumash differently, they will have no problem but Rashi who explains that the Ketsesim by the, by the, by the Borod means he left the city, if so, how did Rashi understand the former cases? So the Meforshim explains as follows, because if you will see, by the Makas Borod, Moshe Rabbeinu commands the people to take all... Now, what was the idol? The idol was known, as it says, Rashi mentions it. It's brought in this Chumash in the Parsha during... In this, uh, you'll find it in Parsha's Vaira. I can't pinpoint the Pasuk exactly. But it's the, the Royates, in other words, it's Tzayim, the, the sheep, right? This is the, one of the idols of the, of the Egyptians. That's why the Eden were commanded to take it as the Korban Pesach, etc., etc., and all of that. Okay? And uh, now... Um, uh, uh, when it came to the the sh- the, the, the the plague, the maka of uh, of uh, borod, it says in the pasuk as follows: Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Hayore es dvar Hashem." Let's read the pasuk. The pasuk says, "We got it." Mm. Uh, before that's uh, we find here. Shlacha uh, It says Hashem says he's going to bring the borod. That's in pasuk. In, sorry, I'm in Posuk. In Posuk, uh, you test. 12, uh, 19. Chapter 9, Posuk 19. Shlach is Yeah, the Posuk reads. And now send forth, gather in your livestock and everything you have in the field, all the people and animals that are found in the field and will not be gathered into the house, the hail shall descend upon them and they shall die. That is a preparatory preparation to prepare for the hail. Okay? Now, of course the Egyptians did so, right? They didn't want that the hail should affect the... Of course, they themselves were indoors and also their animals. So they took all the cattle. Now, most of the time, where's the cattle? The cattle are in the meadows, right? In the, outs- in the fields. They're not in the city. Now that the hail is going to come and affect the crop and whatever... And he tells the mister, if you want to have your animals, you better make sure to bring them, gather them from the fields and bring them indoors. Now, indoors means in the cities, indoors, in their homes. The Mele, the Mephoshim, the Pirish Devak Toy brought actually in the art scroll, 
okay, in his, in his notes. So the Pirish Devak Toif says on Rashi that in the, in, in the case of the, of the, of the Borod, because the cattle had to be gathered from the fields into the homes, so they were brought from the fields into the city. So therefore, the cattle, which is the Avedizor of the Tsoin, which is the Avedizor of Egypt, are really, so to speak, it's, it's, it's uh, what's it called? In, in Egypt, there's, there, there's an abundance of them. There are loads of cattle, right? It's filling the city. They're all brought in from the fields, right? They were bust in. They were bust in to fill up the city, right? Bimela, therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu has no choice, but he has to get out of the city if he has to pray. But in the former case, after the Tzvardeya, right? Or after the, uh, the, the, the Oroiv, right? That was all in the fields, wherever it affected. Everything remained where they were, and the Tzvardeya affected whatever it affected. But there was no need to gather the animals from the fields inwards, indoors, or to the cities. Therefore, they remained outside of the city. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to just leave the palace and pray in the city because the idols weren't in the city, they were in the fields. But it, different was the case of our case. Uh, the Pirish Devek Toiv is quoted, excuse me, I'm sorry, in, the, on the, in his notes, in Archclose notes. Devek Toiv, that's a Pirish on one of the Pirish before Jirashi. And the Sifse Chachomim has, brings from the Sefer Nachles Yankiv a different Pirish to explain the Rashi. Let me just introduce for you, so like I say, different ways and means how they explain this Rashi. Good, good enough. To explain the difference between this and the former cases. Let me just bring to your attention that not everybody agrees with the Rashi. In other words, let's put it this way, the Ramban, the Ramban Take learns that based on the Chazal, Rabbi Seinu Omru, based on the Rabbi Seinu Omru, that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't able to pray while in the city because of the idols, he actually left the city in all the, in all the both in the, all the, wherever he prays on behalf of Pari, uh, to remove the, the plague, he leaves the city. He just says, says the Ramban, if so, why does the Torah specify it here? It's because this is an exceptional case. What's the exceptional case? He explains, and so other Mephoshim also explain, in the other cases, it was basically the prayer was that tomorrow, tomorrow, Lamachar, as you'll take it to Chumash, you'll see, Lamachar, it says by the Tzvardeya, Lamachar, by the Orv, it says Lamachar, in other words, it has to be removed, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, good Lamachar, tomorrow. So Moshe Rabbeinu had enough time to leave the palace and travel out of the city and pray where he prayed in his own home. Which is out of the city. But when it comes to the case of the Borod, there there's no Lamochar mentioned. There, it really got to Paroi, right? Because the hay sits on Gitimult. It was Gefarlach. There were coilers, right? There were noise, and there was hail, and there was fire, and it was really mad. So it really got to him. We'll soon discuss it, actually. And Bemela, uh, the Ramban, really, I'm just expounding on the Ramban, because other Mephorshim say it, but the Ramban says it be Kitzer. It had to be done immediately, and that's what Paroi's request was please get rid of this quickly. So Moshe Rabbeinu had to say to him, hey, quickly, I have to leave the city. I can't do it quickly. If I'll just walk out of here, I can't make hocus pocus. I have to travel a little out of the city, and then it's going to be. So in the other cases, he didn't have to tell him that, because he initially said mochor. But here there was no mochor. Here had to be miyad immediately. Immediately, it can't be immediately. I have to leave the city. Says the Ramban, really, in all cases, according to the Rabbi Seinu, he left the city both by the Tzvardeya and by the Oroiv, and in this case, and also the Das Kenim Bebaliyatois. It says so Mefurish also. In the Das Kenim, it says, it's just that, in this case, it says because there was a flow of cattle, there was an abundance of cattle, like we said for the reason before. Therefore, the Torah tells us he left the city here. But really, there was cattle before in the cities. He had to leave the city before. And the Torah says it here, but really it's conveying the message that prior, formally, was also he was leaving the city. So the Das Kenim and the, and, the, and the Ramban follow that in all cases, they left the city in all the cases, even the Torah doesn't specify it. Torah mentions it here for the specific reason, because this is an exception to the, because it was a different case. Um, 
It doesn't really disagree with the Rashi there, does it? Definitely does, because the way we explain the Rashi is that in the first two cases, Moshe Rabbeinu prayed in this city. And there was no problem with praying in the city, because it's obvious from the Rashi that, excuse me, Pshutay Shul Mikra, Chumish and Rashi. So if you want to learn Chumish and Rashi the way you want to learn Chumish and Rashi, you look at the Chumish and you look at the Rashi. It's obvious and partial without Shetlach that Rashi would be of the opinion, and that's the way the Mephoshim accept to say, that after the Tzvardeya and after the Oroz, he prayed just leaving the palace and he prayed in the city. It doesn't say, look, it says here. It's only here that it says, it says here. So here we need Rashi to explain, and Rashi explains it. And that's what the Devotee says, and other Mephoshim Rashi said the same. Okay, Mashiach the Ramban based on the Chazal. Um, interesting, just interesting to note, uh, Lamashal, there's a peerage called Pchor Shur on Chumish, which is from, from Talmidah the Rabbeinu Tam, it's quoted in Toysvis, Rabbeinu Yosef Pchor Shur, so it's quoted in Toysvis, he also has a peerage on Chumish. Pshat, Mamish, a Pashtun. Pshat, very interesting Pshat. And here he says, it says Kitsesi, what does it say in the Chumish? It says Kitsesi Esho'ir. Now, if you recall, Rashi says first, introduces, Kitsesi Esho'ir. What does Esho'ir mean? Kitsais, when I leave, Esso'ir. So Rashi says, Minho'ir means from the city, right? So Kitsais, once Rashi says it means from the city. So Rashi says, Oh, I understand, he left the city. Ah, he left the city, what do you have to leave the city for? So it's clear from Rashi too that if you don't translate and define Kitsais, Esso'ir, to mean Minho'ir, so Kitsais, Esso'ir can also be interpreted to mean that he is Kitsais, Esso'ir, but he didn't leave the city. And he's in the city. So the Bukharashar says, Rabbi Sukharashar says, Kitsesi means when he is leaving towards the city. He's in the city. That's the Pshat Kitsesi, so here. He's in the city. And he's going towards the city. And he says to Paroi, Hey, you want me to pray right away? Yeah. I don't know if he said, Hey, but yeah, Kitsesi, so here. When I go towards the city, then I'll pray for you. That's all. So it's really not taking anything out of context. And basically, we have no basis in the Pshat, according to Rabbi Yosef Kharashar, to say that he had to leave the city. Not to leave no cities. He didn't leave after the Sfardeya. He didn't leave after the Yor. He didn't leave after the Borod either. Actually, the Ramban himself says Aldera Hapshat. He has also a Gang Aldera Hapshat, which the Gang Aldera Hapshat also doesn't demand of us to say that he's going out of the city. You look in the Ramban and you'll see that's the Pshat. Um, yeah, look in Ramban. Yeah, yeah, it's in Ramban. Yeah, the Oster Ramban and the Ramalchus. Besides that, good. Okay, Vibald is getting late and there's nothing wrong if we finish a little earlier tonight. If we're lucky enough to finish it earlier, good. So I just brought to your attention the three extremes. In other words, there's one opinion says that Ibechal didn't leave the city in all cases. And he actually prayed in the city. There's a, a, a commentary, one of the, the Ramban and the Daskin have learned that they actually left in all cases from the city. The Torah just mentions it here. And Rashi seems to take this in between view, which says that only in this case and not in the other cases. Okay, so you see all the Rishonim and all the Mephoshim concentrate, and the Panim Yafis also discusses this issue, the Sam Sefer Alter discusses this issue, all the Mephoshim really go to town and discuss it, have a good time with it. Um, they all seem to concentrate on, as we just saw, on the different types of, uh, of, 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 of Makos, what the Tzvardeh was, what the Arab was, it, it demanded to, to go out of the city or in the city, like we mentioned, the different types of cases. Now, the rugged Shover, now, very, very, a couple of lines in the rugged shover. doesn't talk too much. But, as usual, and sometimes he speaks even less than usual. So here, there are just a couple of lines. He doesn't elaborate, he doesn't explain what he wants to say, but I believe that's precisely what he wants to say. 
He wants to reconcile this child. Why do we find that Dafka here is living and not in the other cases? And we learn like the Chazalim, the Mechilte, because the Rogachev deals with the Mechilte, which is the Halachic. Medrashim, in the Mechilte, it says he leaves the city here and not in the other cases. Why is he leaving the city here? So the Mephorashim says he's leaving the city here. And the Mechilte says he's leaving the Mechilte. It says in the Mechilte he leaves the city here because it's full of idols. And the question arises, and the obvious question, as mentioned, repeated ten times, right? Yeah? That what? That in the first cases, they're also idols. How is it that he doesn't leave the city? The Rogit Shover says, Mashuhu Mashu. But you have to be a Rogit Shover for that. But luckily, the Rogit Shover deals with this issue in Parshas Vayera. And he also deals with it in the Haftarah to Parshas Vayera. And also, Baruch Hashem, in Mesech the Babakama, that pay. So Baruch Hashem, one leads to the other. And if you read them all, you have more or less, it crystallizes more or less what his intent is and what he wants to say. The, halach, the halacha says, right, we aren't allowed to pray where there are idols. Okay? That's precisely what Moshe Rabbeinu has to leave the city. Says the Rogit Shavu. Examine the psukim. It doesn't say examine, but basically he's saying that. You will see that all the other cases are a total different ballgame. Here we go. Take out your chumash, your parshas, after Tzvardeya, after the second makkah, where Paroi requests of him to pray on his behalf. So Paroi makes the request, right? He submits his request. And what does he say? Excuse me. It's Fardaya. Where are we? In Posuk Dalit, chapter, capital Ches Posuk Dalit. Vayikra Paroi lemoisho l'aru. Vayomer, and he says, Ha'atiru el Hashem. Okay? That's the word used. The term used is ha'atiru el Hashem. Remember that word. It's a key word. Let's go on. <clears throat> In Pasuk Hay, we read on. L'mosai ha'atir lecho v'la'avodecho. Again, ha'atiru, ha'atir. In Pasuk Ches, when he finally does it, it says... Moshe and Aaron leave by Yitzhak Moshe El Hashem. Okay? So there's the Ha'atiru. His request is Ha'atiru. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, how long will I have to be Ma'atir on your behalf? And he walks out and he... By Yitzhak Moshe El Hashem. Good. Let's take a look at after... What is it? All right. All right. There we go. All right. What is, Moshe, what is the Pari requesting? The Orif came and Pari says, Posuk Chav Dalet. Pari says, I'm sending them out. Ha'atiru ba'adi. Ha'atiru ba'adi, he says. Got it? Posuk Chav Dalet. Ha'atiru ba'adi. Same expression, same request as in the case of Tzfardeya. Same here too. Good. Moshe Rabbeinu walks out in Pasuk Chavav, Vayetar al Hashem. Okay, it doesn't say Vayitzak al Hashem, but it says Vayetar al Hashem. Pardon? Chavhei? Yeah, Nachon, Slicha. Good, Yashakoyah. Okay. Yeah, Pasuk Chavhei. And Nachon Yitzvah, Vayatarti al Hashem. And so he does. Vayitzak al Hashem, Vayetar al Hashem. Mechayim. Beautiful. So it says, Vayatarti, Vayitzak, Vayetar. Beautiful. Baal, like Atria. 
Take a look at the end of Parsha's, uh, our Parsha here. Borod. Posuk Chofches, Tes. Pari requests, Hatiro Lashem, Echbeita. Hatiro Lashem. Wonderful. Same request, all along. What does Moshe say? In the other cases, what does Moshe say? Yes, Vayeta. In the other cases, what does Moshe say? Vayitzak. What does it say here? Ketseisi Eloir, Ephrais Eskapai Elashem. Beautiful. And what does he do? Posuk Lamed Gimel. Vayetzei Moshe, Vayifrois Kapov Elashem. Amachai. Zogdorogitshover, that's the answer. That's why Borod is different than the other Makas. In other words, in the eyes of the Rogitshover, Svardeya and Oroiv, there's one kettle of fish, one group, one unit, one idea, same idea, same concept, but Borod is a total different ball game. No. What is it? What's the pshat? And for that, we need a rugged shover who knows Kola and he brings tens of Gemaras right, left, and center to prove his point. Now, let's just examine the terms first, okay? Push it, translate the terms. Now, Rabbi Arya Kaplan, who who I'm a big fan of his, if I recall correctly, he translates in all the cases, Vayetar, like Ephraim, Kapai, Vayispalil. And the Targum says, Vayetar means Vayispal, he prayed. Okay? And Vayitzak would mean he cries out. Okay. But the facts are that that is incorrect. That is not precise. Ephraim Kapai means I'll spread out my hands in prayer. Right? And Rashi says, so mefurish. Rashi says it here, it means prayer. Rashi says it in Parshish Boy, it means prayer. The Targumim, Yonison and Unkolos say it means prayer. And that is the mode of prayer that they spread out their hands to HaKadosh Baruch etc. The Ramban has a different take on it while he's spreading out his hands because the Borod is coming from heaven. Therefore he's spreading out his hands to Shemaim, etc., etc. Look at Ramban, Alder Hapshat. Okay. Vayitzak means to cry out. That's the literal translation, to cry out. And it has a different connotation than to pray. We'll soon see. But it's partial. The word just say it. It, cries, it yells out to say. It demands to say, right? Vayitzak is not Vayitzak. Vayitzak is Vayitzak. Partial. But we'll soon see from the Chazals what it really means. Vayetar. You have to be a big London. Rashi says. Take a look at Rashi. There's a Rashi on Vayetar. What does Rashi say on Vayetar? The second time, Dafka by the Borod, Rashi says, when Moshe Rabbeinu is Vayetar, he doesn't speak about Pari's request, he speaks what Moshe actually did. So Rashi says on Vayetar, after the Oroiv, so who is the Rashi? Vayetar al Hashem, Posek That's a boy. Nisamets Bitfilim. You know what that means? What does Nisamets Bitfilim mean? Yeah? Entreated Hashem. So they touch in English, he entreated, that's the, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, pronouncing it right, to beseech. I looked in the dictionary, I actually looked it up in the, in the Webster's or one of them, but I have a good fat dictionary. You see, there was a beautiful person, Oliver Sholem, Rab Sholem, in Ketanga. Fiction. So when he gave my son a bar mitzvah gift, with Salitlach Bar so besides the gift, he also gave a beautiful thick dictionary. Valdiga dictionary, so my son never it's a little I use it, it's good. <laughs> anyway, beseech, beg, sinistam to pray, right? And that's what Russian with intensity, right? 
Intrigued. Okay, wonderful. And that's exactly what Rashi says. So it doesn't just mean to increase in prayer, a lot of prayer, which is quantitative, right? But it's basically with intensity, which is quantitative, which is qualitative. Qualitative, right? 100%. So that's the vayeta. So that's the key. This is the key which really takes, which reconciles all the issues here. Says the Rogachover as follows. He's explaining and he says, Kan, the lotion is Kan, who get their tzfilah. In the case of Borod, where he requests of Hashem to remove it, its criteria is prayer. Therefore, he had to leave town to pray. Because the halacha is that you're not allowed to pray, you're not allowed to be mispalal where there are idols. And therefore, the bother are idols, he had to leave town. That's what the Bechilta says, that's what Rashi says. Which, by the way, not by the way, it's actually straightforward. So, Truma Sadeshin is Simen Vov, and brought in the Mognav Rome, in Hilchas Tvila Simen Tzadik Dalet, that, and this is a practical question, where the fellow asks the Truma Sadeshin, what did we show you? What will occur? I'm traveling on the way, and we know we cannot, you're not meant to daven a la derech. It says you have to daven in a shul, you daven in a home, you daven, you have to stop. You can't, not on the way. Why? Because the passerbys will disturb your prayer at Shmanesra. So he says, what's going to be? I'm traveling, but I'm heading towards a city which is a city full of Goyim. And the city is full of Goyim and it's full of Avidazores and Geshef. And, but I'm on the way and I'm afraid they're going to disturb me on the way. What do I do? Should I daven on the way or should I daven in the city? So the Trumas Adeshan basically says to him, listen, if preferable, you should daven on the way. Because... You know, it's, it's a clean, it's clean path. There's nothing there, there's nothing negative, nothing interfering with your davening. Just make sure that you should be in such a place where they interfere with, they, no, no passerbys are going to disturb you. But if you're sure or you're not very sure, it's probable that they will disturb you, better go to the city and in the motel where you're staying, even though that motel may be full of idols, find yourself a corner and concentrate in the corner where there isn't anything there. And he says, anyway nowadays, all our cities are full of, full of idols anyway, and we're davening in our homes, or we're davening in our shuls, and these cities are full of, full of idols. So Rabbi Menachem, Rabbi Mendel Kasha claims, ah, so it seems from this aloha that Moshe Rabbeinu leaves the city, ah, that's something which is really above and beyond the call of the hour. The aloha really didn't demand it of him, because, you know, there's no choice, so whatever, so you can daven in the city, but the avid, but no choice, right, after... After the act, after the fact. The uh, Chsam Soifer has a very interesting take on this, whatever. I don't want to just, let's, I just want to go on from there. So whoever's interested in these issues, you can check it out in the Mnoisik Lea Shulchanorach, the Mitzah Vigdala, the Mogna Vrom, brings it out to Rebbe Paschus Lalocha that way, if one interferes the other. And uh, yeah, and uh, look at Chsam Soifer Latera and uh, in Torah Shlema, in the Encyclopedia Torah Shlema. Okay, fine. The Iker. So, at the of the Halocha, you can't daven. Of course, you have to have a Mokin Noki. It can't be metunif, you can't have anything which interferes with your prayers, poshut. But there's an exception to the rule, and that is the exception. The exception is those other two cases. What's the pshat? What's going on? What is the real, what's really pshat? So he says as follows. He says that there is a concept of tzako, vayitzak el Hashem, right? One of those psukim in the case of Tzvardei is vayitzak el Hashem. What is the vayitzak el Hashem? So the Rogachavar says, he examines many Gemaras and he shows that the tzaka, its criteria, when do we need to cry out, 
is when tefillah is insufficient, right? It's partial logic. Tefillah is insufficient and we need to cry out. We have to demand more of ourselves and cry out to Hashem. So we reach up further, so to speak. Eh? So he says that criteria of tzaka is begeder gzeira. Not begeder tefillah. That doesn't have a criteria of prayer. That is a, has a criteria of goizer. Tzaddik goizer. That's his terminology in Mesech the Baba Kama. The gather of Tzaddik goizer. We'll soon come to it. And he brings Poshet, before we speak about Tzaddikim, he Poshet brings Gemorahs. What the Gemorahs says, for instance, and, and what's exactly happening? Here we come. This is really, the, where do we need? What is, when do we say Tzfil is insufficient and we need to come out to the to the goyzer, to the gzeir, to the tzaka, listen to this. So he brings the Gemara, the Gemara says in the Sechta, for instance, so first he brings obviously from the Gemara that there is tefillah and tzaka, in, from the Gemara, from the Shas. The Gemara says that in the, time, in the, in the case where they're, they're praying for rain and they're fasting for rain, so in the last seven there's a sequence of, of fasts, etc., and prayers, the Mishnah says in the Sechta Tainis, so Bechol the, 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 the Mishnah says that the, in the last seven fasts which they fast where there's no rain, okay, so the special prayer said, so in the Shemayna Esri there were additional Yehirotzin, so to speak, Yehorachmans, they say. So there was one Arachman, there was one prayer in the third, or the fourth or fifth bracha. One, and we mentioned the different cases where great sages or prophets prayed throughout the ages, and Hashem responded and replied to their prayers. So one of them is, says the Gemara, whoever, uh, uh, whoever had answered Shmuel Bamitzpah, Shmuel, in the case of Samuel, Bamitzpah in his case, so who Yana. And it says, and how do you, you sign off? That's the Mishnah. When it says, then we pray the fifth brachis, whoever, just as Hashem has responded in reply to Avraham, when he prayed at the Har Carmel, right? So who we should hear our outcry. So the Rabbi Chava says, ah! So there's a Shomeyat Sa'oka, which we say in the Brocha. There's a Shomeyat Tzvila, which we say in the Brocha. Then he carries us over to Mesechta Tainis Dafyud Zayin, where it says there's a Brisa. Some say that they turn it around, that by Leo's Brocha we say Shomeyat Sa'oka. By uh, the Brocha of, 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 of Shmuel we say Shomeyat Tzvila. And the Gemara concludes and says as follows. We find by the prayers of, of, of Shmuel both Tzvila and Sa'oka. Says the Gemara, we find the same by Leo Anavi. The tefillah, and also the tzaka, of course, it says, Aneini Hashem Aneini. So it's not just your standard prayer. It's Aneini Hashem Aneini. So there's an intensity of prayer, right? So therefore, that is the tzaka. So the Gemara, therefore, they're both correct. We can say either Shomei Tzaka, Shomei Tzvila, on both. Both on Pati and Elio. Good. Now the Gemara, he brings another Gemara, and that's New Testament, Mesech Tatanis. Says the Gemara, Mesech Tatanis, that's New Testament, follows. Says the Gemara, all of this is, when do we have these tiny years and special prayers, when the season of rain approach, the first season, the second season, the third season, and there's no rain, so we have, we establish these special fasts and these special prayers. Okay? Says the Gemara, what happens if rain happened to come? There was rain. And the crop it grew, but it dried out. They didn't get a chance to harvest it. Says the Gemara, anechtik is Nothing doing. Hareza, Rashi explains, Hareza, not, all these prayers don't apply. The prayers apply when there's no rain. But if rain comes and the crop dries out and we didn't harvest it, and we can't have it harvested, Hareza, Tfilas Shov. Stop, the Tfilas is like null and void. Don't waste your time. There's no Tfilas for it. What's Pshat? Hareza, Tfilas Shov. So he brings a Talmud Yerushalmi on this Gemara. The Gemara says when it dries out, 
Nothing to pray for. Says the, 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 the Talmud Yerushalmi, masrin al We don't pray for Maisenisim, for miracles to occur. What is the Rogachover doing here now? What, what has he done? He says, look, whenever we did the norm, what, what is the norm? The norm is the nature, right? So if naturally there's stumbling blocks, in other words, there's something which is, it, it, the channels are, are, aren't really purified. In other words, there's something which is holding back or upholding, holding back when the normal transition of nature, the happenings of nature, right? So we pray to Hashem, because you know are bound to the nature, the world isn't bound to the nature, we have to pray to Hashem, Hashem wants our prayers, and therefore we pray and it'll happen, right? But what happens if there's something going against the nature, it dries out, Forget about it. It has no basis for you to pray that a miracle should occur. So we're saying it's a tefillah in relation to prayer. That's in vain. It's not your prayer won't help. You're going to pray for miracles? You don't pray that miracles should occur. I mean, you pray for Mechayim Esim, for example. Well, we'll talk, we'll soon discuss it. Soon discuss it. Soon, soon. We'll come to Mechayim Esim. He exactly deals with Mechayim Esim. Not with the Baruch, but whatever. Twice is dealt with the Baruch also. Okay, soon, soon, soon. And he brings another Gemara. The Gemara says in Mesech the Baruchas. Oh, so, so that's the Yutama Yerushalmi. The Gemara says in Mesech the Baruchas of Samach, says the Gemara, if one's his wife is pregnant, right? And he says, Yehirot, and he prays to HaKadosh Baruch, Yehirot, that my wife should give birth to a boy. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, it's full of shav. You're wasting your time. Because it's there, whatever it's meant to be, it's going to be. It's already a boy or a girl. Finished. I told you yesterday you may have forgotten the day before. You haven't been here a while, you forgot. I'm sorry. Excuse me, please. Okay. Okay. Even when she's mamish giving birth. Yeah. She's already a la mashber. She can, yeah. So the Gemara asks, what are you talking about? Leia. So there's a case of Leah where she was pregnant and she prayed that Hashem should give her a girl done. Leah made this holy valuation that there are supposed to be 12 tribes and she had six sons and the, the maid servants had four sons. So she says, if I'm going to have a boy, so then my sister Rachel will be out of the picture. She prayed to Hashem and Hashem made, she should have a Leah, a, a Dina. No boy. Says the Gemara, Ein maskiri maisenisim. Well, let me tell you, ask me questions from Nisim. Do that prayer. So prayer and Nisim negate each other. In other words, the, the premise and the criteria and the, the context of prayer in Shas, in Halacha, is prayer for the natural ways and means if they're not happening, so to speak. And for that we pray. Anything above that is beyond prayer. It's not prayer anymore. It goes out of the context of prayer that's regarded as my senisim. That's a halacha. Is it a halacha? Interesting. So, there's no such a halacha. It's just quoted. You know where? It's quoted in the Igris Rambam. The Rambam in his Igris quote in his letters, in his correspondence, in Yigeret Kesamais, and wherever, he quotes this, but it's not found in the halacha that you shouldn't be misfallen on my sinisim. And nevertheless, he brings an interesting pchorshur, which is one of the daily aposkim rishonim, the similar, the, 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 yeah, okay, he says, we gotta go? To pchorshur, Shabbos, that chafalef, no, 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 okay. To pchorshur, Shabbos, that chafalef, asks, the Ramos says that if you forget alamisim, um, so Allah Nisim is not a problem because we say Allah Nisim, Allah Purka, we're mentioning the miracles that Hashem made. We say by Yom Hebezman, that we're praying, we're just mentioning. 
but the halacha is if you forget alanisim, you have to fill in and you say, Kemoshasisa, you pray. Kemoshasisa, just like you make miracles for us, you should make, for them you should make for us. Ah, it's a prayer. How do you misspell for my sinism? So he has two reconciliations. He says maybe an individual doesn't pray for my sinism, but maybe public uh, people at Sibur, a public does. So therefore, we are to say it only in a language of of rabbi of 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 what's it called? Not not in the. What's it called? It dried up. No, then he says maybe there's another chilik. This maybe it's totally zavazeh. Another chilik is if it's if it's an, uh, their miracles have 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 levels. So if it's a, a nest in the teva, a nest in the nature, so such a nest you can pray for. And that was melchemes chashmeinoim, which is like a nest in the nature. It was in the context of war. So it was a question. Will not? So yeah, they won. So that's what we pray for. But the context of our nest, which is like the case which is already pregnant and the baby's formed, and it should be transformed from a zohar to an akeva, and a to a zohar, that's for that we don't pray, that's what the Gemara means. Okay, and then, whatever, that's what he says. Okay, just by the way, just by the way I'm saying that. I'm going back to the Rogachov. And that's what he says. And that's what the Rogachov says. Where we do find the Ninja like that, it has to be begetting. So what is it? After all, we find that there's such a yonin. That there is nisim, in other words, there's, there's, there's such gather of trilis. There are gather of This individual is going to pray for you, so to speak. Ah, so it's a gather of tzadik goizer. He said, that's not, a, that's not prayer. Because a prayer, anybody can pray. It's actually a gzer, it's a decree. He, so, so to speak, decrees that. The Gemara says in Moit Koton. The Gemara says in Moit Koton, after Zion. Hashem says that I rule over everybody, but who rules over me? Says the Gemara. HaKadosh Baruch says, the righteous rule over me. Because I decree and they abolish. No argument on the Gemara. Okay? The Gemara says, derived from a Pesach. So, that's correct with this Gemara. He says, that's the meaning also what the Gemara says in the Sikhta Rosh Hashanah, that Tezayim. Says the Gemara that this that we pray nowadays for the ill and for the thing and, and those who are for the Talmud Chacham who are weak. Why, how can we pray? Everything said it for Rosh Hashanah. Right? It says the Gemara follow with Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi is of the Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion that we're judged daily, not Dafka and Rosh Hashanah. If we're judged daily, we can pray daily. Then the Gemara says, "Oh, may even follow." So the Gemara says, "Keman matslino no idna." According to who do we pray daily? Says the Gemara, "Ah, prayers daily follows only with the one who says that we're judged daily." Then the Gemara says, "We can even follow with the Chachamim who said that we're judged in Rosh Hashanah." Yofatzako. Says the Rav look, the Gemara uses the expression tzaka to cry out. So we see the Chachamim, in other words, pray. By Yekar, he brings him a foolish Gemara in the Sikhli of Omit of Samach Dalet, and it's also a Sukkot of Yud Dalet, where the Gemara says, what is the meaning of Vayetar? Says the Gemara Vayetar means to, as mentioned, to beseech and treat, yeah? Where is Vayetar written? By Yitzchak and Rivka and Parshish Toldis, correct? And there, the Gemara says that they were both sterile. So naturally, they couldn't have prayer would be null and void. It wouldn't work. It had to be vayetar el Hashem. And Rashi says there was the vayetar. There was an intensity of prayer. Says the Gemara, asks the Gemara, what do we call the tefillah of a tzaddik? Eter. We identify to eter, which is a, 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 a fork. A, 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 what's it called? A, pick, a fork. Pitchfork. A pitchfork, yeah, a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Why do we identify to what do we call it like a pitchfork? So it's just like a pitchfork transfers from the granary, right? The, the grain from one corner to another. The same says the Gemara that Sadiq's prayer transforms 
Das ist ein Transforms. Mit mir ist auch so ries, mit mir ist auch anders. Ah, sie ist doch schon mal Peche. Das ist das Wort, so a tzaddik by yetar is not stam tshvila. He's a ma'apecha going on. He transformed. In other words, he was a midah ma'kodesh baruchu, which is achzori. Like, Hashem made his sarah. He's not going to be kid. Hundred percent not. Nevertheless, it's because of a yetar to make a ma'apecha. That's what's called yetar. That to oh, to transform it, to transform your Hashem's midas from achzori to rachmonos. Okay, from from harshness to to, to mercy. The mailer says the rocket shover. The, the case after Tzvaraday is Vayitzak Hashem. Tzadik Goizer. HaKadosh Baruch Hu The case after the, 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 the Oroif is Vayetar Al Hashem. Right? We're making Amah HaPecha. What's going on? Over here, Tzvila. But it seems that over there we needed more force and we need to have less force. So there's a Gvaldik and now I believe to explain the Rokh as follows. You know, only after the Makas borrowed something remarkable occurred and all the Rishonim say it. Take a look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, this is the only Makkah where Moshe, where Pari says, Chotosi Lashem, Ani Vahu, or Rishoyim, whatever. Vahami, what does it say? Take a look. Take a look at the Chumash. You look through, you'll examine all the Pesukim, all the Makkahs to this point, it doesn't say anything like that. If only the Makkahs borrowed. I don't know what it says, the Pasuk of Zion. Vahikul HaMesh Yolaren, he says, Chotosi HaPoam, I've sinned this time, Hashem is righteous and I am wicked. Only if the borrowed this occurred. And the Ibn Ezra explains, now the Ramban discusses it, the Klayakar, all the Rishonim, and Paneach Raza, one of the Rishonim, discusses it, Baruch, he says, four or five Shotim, why Dafka over here is at Chotosi. And it's not found any other way. And, and excuse me, the Ibn Ezra explains, he calls it Magefoisai. You take a look, he calls this is the only one which Hashem describes as a Magefa. Because this borrowed was howling and it's tumult, he went out of his brain. He was Meshuggah, right? It hit him so hard, that's why he said Chotosi, whatever. But this really got him. Now, so Lefiz is as follows. When it came to the other two cases, Para remains with his stubbornness. He didn't budge an iota. He's the same Para Horosha. Ah. To be after a Tzvardei and you're the same wicked person, in order to have that Maka cease, right? There's no way Tzvila can help. You need to have a Vayitzek al Hashem. Tzvila won't work. It's my Sinisim. For a fellow to remain in his stubbornness and not to budge in any way. And nevertheless, I said, that's why I said, brought the market. So why should the market stop? He has to go until he's wiped out. Ah, for it to stop, you need Vayitzak al Something above and beyond it. And that's why it says Vayitzak al and it stopped. Same after the, the Oroiv. You need Vayetar al You have to make a Ma'apecha. Because there's no other way. Because Baruch will stop it. You have to say Vayetar. Over here, he said, Chotosi. Ah, he's doing true so the Mephoshim speak, did he really do tshuva, didn't he tshuva, whatever. And that's where we find Dafka, in the next Makkah, in Parshish Boy, we find that when Hashem brings another, wants to bring another plague, oh, his Khartoumim gets so fed up, they say, please let them go already. Because they were frightened from the Borod. So really Borod got them. Now once, they, oh, there was already a change of mode. But after Borod was a change of mode, what do we need? We only need that the Borod, there's no Mahapecha needed anymore. It's, it's a, in a sense, they're deserving, so to speak, to have it stop. Right? So we need it to stop that it shouldn't affect them. It shouldn't affect the sinners. They still remain sinners, right? So it's center of it's only beget a tfilo brochen. It's not get a tzake, it's not get a vayeta. The mele, that answers the question. The question is, why do you have to leave town only here and not there? Because when we're dealing with tfilo, and that is your standard prayer, which is, with that, everybody's identical, so to speak. Everybody prays to Hashem. And definitely, if we pray to Hashem, Hashem answers our tefillahs, right? So when it comes to tefillahs, there's a thing you can't do it with our idols. But when you 
so to speak, you're above and beyond that level of tefillah, right? You, 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 you're davening with intensity. Oh, the, just like the intensity breaks barriers above there, it doesn't have the barriers, the limitations. The halacha doesn't bond, doesn't set barriers for you down here either. So the barriers of, of the hilchas tefillah apply to tefillah. But the barriers of the hilchas tefillah don't apply to tzaka. And the barriers of hilchas tefillah don't apply to gzeir. And therefore, Dafke here he has to leave time, in the other case he doesn't have to. Time doesn't allow, but he speaks about the, uh, now that he's there, he's there. The, the case of where, uh, excuse me, I'm just going to say it in the word. That's the parshas in parshas in the Haftar of Parshas Vayera. It speaks about Elisha, how he says clearly, it says in the Haftar, that's in Melochim, where he prays for the Shunamis, the, the son of the Shunamis, it has to be Machaya Mesi. What could be a greater miracle than Mechaia Mason, like you asked, right? Mechaia Mason. So he prays, and it says that clearly by his spalim. And then he brings the Gemara, the Rabbi Shabbat, the Kasha, in the Sech, in the Babakam, and also in Pashas Vayera. It says, Mephurish Mesachim Vigila, that this is Gedder Tzvila, says the Gemara. That's why it's called by his Godel, whatever. He prayed. So the Rabbi Shabbat has two reconciliations. One shot is that he tried to pray, it didn't work. So then he had to use the, the formula of Tzadik Goizer. Then another pshat is, which is a simple pshat, and that is as follows, that the prayer wasn't to revive the child. The prayer wouldn't revive the child. Because the prayer doesn't, that's my submission, to revive the child. Prayer doesn't work there. He prayed because Elio blessed him, that he will be pishnayim beruchacha. He'll be able to be twice as good as Elio, who was his rebbe. Elio was machayamesim the ben hatzarfit. Tzarfatit, yeah? Tzarfatit. Okay? The Mele, Elisha is better than his Rebbe. So he prayed that his Rebbe's bracha should be in the sky. That's the prayer. He was Derech Tfilah, says the Gibor, he meant that he was Machai Mason with the Tfilah. He was Machai Mason because he was Takam Tzadik Goizer. Who is he Machai Mason? The Spalo, what the Gibor means there is the Tfilah that Elio's bracha should be in the sky, but Dafke, the Machai Mason, wasn't via the Tfilah. We'll talk some other time, some more. But anyway, just a, a tip of the iceberg of what the Robert Trevor says. He goes on and on and on. I'll go to your. <laughs> That's why I'm going to go.